it's time for me to press a green button marked Steve Vines. Good morning. And as I was saying to you just, just before we came on air, I'm, I'm hot foot from a support Carrie Lamb convention yeah, right. held in a, a telephone box, standing room only. Um, well, when I left, there was a bit of room, actually. But uh, And we, 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 at this rally, we were considering, as ordered by members of Exco, Carrie Lamb's many achievements in office. And um, I will now repeat them to you. Right. That that covers that entirely, <laughs> but I mean seriously, but seriously, the party is over. You know, Seems when two million people and all those words. Yeah, one one in um, five of the population is out on the streets saying we don't believe you. We're not going to put up with this anymore. We've had enough. We're, and incidentally, if you think we're a riot, you better just look at us because we're entirely under control. We clean up our own, letter, our own litter. When an ambulance comes by, we clear the streets so they can get in. I mean, you know, all of the images, all of the lies about the riots, of the irresponsibility, of the You're social... The riots. Yeah, of the social instability. All of this turns out to be a complete and utter lie. What they hate, what Carrie Lanham and her friends, and we'll make that singular, her friend hate, is Hong Kong people. It's as simple as that. And you look at what's, you look at what's happened in this past few days. The police force have gone from being a relatively benign and trusted body to the sort of people who won't be served in cafes and restaurants because people hate what they did. The police force who are now demanding to popular acclaim, oh, make that acclaim themselves, that the only investigations into their behaviour should be done by themselves, that's really going to restore confidence very, very big time. The hospital authority, which is supposed to be the guardian of Hong Kong people's health. Sorry, isn't that what it says on the can? Hospital Authority? It turns out we're happy to shop people who were sitting in beds, sitting in the emergency departments, happy to shop them to the police who came clumping around looking for suspects to arrest. I mean, this has now had to stop. This has had to stop. The last event, last Sunday, the policing was notably light. There was no more of this nonsense of oh, well, we'll put everybody in a narrow strip of road so that everybody gets overheated and fed up. Nah. There was two million people there, literally the whole the whole of the area from Victoria Park to um, the government headquarters in, in Tamar. All of the big roads were filled with people with the police not even nominally trying to stop them. And now you've got, and this is... <laughs> I don't honestly know how they're going to sort this out... Now you've got all the poodles who faithfully supported Carrie Lamb, who, 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 you know, who, who, actually, that's an exaggeration. They didn't faithfully support Carrie Lamb. They supported the real bosses. They got the calls from the liaison office saying, you will vote for this bill. You will speak out in its favour. Now that the bill has been abandoned, we're talking about the extradition bill, the extradition bill, obviously. Oh, and by the way, also the National Anthem Bill. Oh, and by the way, also the let's spend all Hong Kong people's money on, on the reclamation lunacy that uh, Carrie Lam wants for Lantau Island. All of this, dust. 
dust. Go back on the Lantau one. Obviously, people are saying, whoa, hang on a minute, there are these other issues. What, seriously, your opinion, this big issue, the megalopolis of Lantau? I think what people, uh, what even the government has now realised is the command, tremble and obey system, where you, in the middle, I mean, let's look at what actually happened with this Lantau thing. They're having a, a, a consultation exercise on on providing more land for, for homes in Hong Kong. The exercise hasn't already finished. I mean, this is Carrie Lamb 101. The exercise hasn't finished. And she says, oh, it's all right, I've got my own plan. I, I couldn't care less what this consultation exercise produces. What we're going to do is spend squillions upon squillions upon squillions filling in a great chunk of land adjacent to Lantau Island, and we're going to plonk x number of houses there and we'll make it a new metropolis they love that word metropolis i think they must have seen it in a brochure somewhere and um yeah yeah comic. and incidentally shut up we don't want to listen to you shut up mm. you're you're whinging you're complaining shut up we're in control shut up that seemed to be the mantra now it's quite true. I mean, people who say that Carrie Lam didn't really apologise, of course it's true. She didn't really. It was, ooh, you know, if I have some failings. Ooh, Secretary for Security John Lee saying, well, I, I, I agree with the, the, the Chief Secretary, the Chief Executive. I mean, if we had some failings, oh, oh, there are procedures. Oh. You know, and people are going, are they still talking? <laughs> are they really still talking? I mean, you know, is this really what is happening? These people are so done are so finished why haven't they gone because the people who are in charge that is the communist party of china have said um, no what no. happens though see i was we talking with somebody else yesterday losing, about this we can't keep losing chief executives you know they're two a penny what happens in the real world i mean i know i know this is naive what i'm about to say is if you want to resign you resign unless the, unless the boss has got something on you well i, I think know. the boss has got sheer terror on them I mean, the, the, the only reason Carrie Lam is in office, in elected office, give me a break. The only reason Carrie Lam is in office is because the comrades put her there. The only reason she can leave office is when they've decided she can go. And as my good friend, comrade V.I. Lenin, always said, they're giving her the support that the rope gives to the hanging man. Uh it's that kind of support. Comrade Lenin, you always had a nice turn of phrase, and it, and it comes up useful. Every time you mention this, I just can't get this picture out of my head of Hong Kong's luckiest man, John Jung, on a beach in Rio <laughs> with a big, big, big pina cigar. I think it was a pina colada, but we'll, 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 we'll sort All that right, out. All right, boys, love from Acapulco. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> he, he is the luckiest man in Hong Kong. But, you know, I mean... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, to be serious, this is all serious. But for the Hong Kong people to take on the world's biggest yeah. dictatorship and win, that is really no small thing. Uh, you're using that word prematurely. Well, win, I mean, it's a tactical victory. Uh, the war is, the war goes on. This is a battle, surely. This is a battle, this is a battle. But even to win a tactical victory, yeah, yeah. that's astonishing. And the idea which was propagated after the end of the Occupy movement. Oh, well, you know, that's the end of that. We've seen off, we've seen off, we've seen off protest in Hong Kong. We've characterised it uh, 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 as a threat to society. No one's going to ever do that again. That was unlikely. But what is so staggering is in the aftermath of what's happened here, you've still got the same 
idiot weasels coming out going, Oh, I think they should be taking yes for an answer. I think really, oh, oh, no, you know, they should carry on uh, demonstrating because, um, you know, um, oh, yes, oh, yes. They've got that completely wrong. The whole point is when you take on the bully, it's true. You, you can bang the bully in the nose and the bully then goes, oh, I was never a bully. I can't understand why you want to bang me in the nose. Mm. They do step back, but they come forward again. I mean, you look at what happened after Occupy. I don't need to make this stuff up. Just look at the history. What happened after Occupy, after the streets were cleared, there was a long hiatus until the police started rounding up. The organisers started rounding up the participants. It's when things go quiet that is most dangerous. Yeah. And I think now people have learned that lesson. Going quiet is not the way forward. Making unrealistic demands, like stopping the extradition bill, which everybody said, oh, that's completely unrealistic. <laughs> you know, it's already been... Oh, they've got a majority in Lishka. All of these unrealistic demands now become quite realistic. Mm. All of these um, suggestions that you can't carry on with business as usual. I mean, that's the main point here. You cannot carry on with business as usual. Will only be valid as long, as long, that is, as the pressure maintains. When the pressure is off, mm. these people have many powers, not least the, the police force, the judiciary, all sorts of powers to put people in jail and shut them up. All sorts of powers to change the rules of LegCo so that there is no debate. I mean, all of this, yet again, we don't need to speculate on it. This is what has happened. Business powers to stop people standing for election. Powers to expel legislators who have succeeded in election. All of this has been used. Mm. Do, you th do you really think, do you really think that the people who did that are now saying, ooh, I wonder if we shouldn't do that again? Let's talk a bit about the business as usual thing. I'm yeah. interested in the offshoots. I'm sure you've got a list of things that we may need to just remember could happen. I have a feeling, just a feeling from the buzz that the pro-government lot are going to pay dearly for this in the district council elections just a feeling well i think that's entirely possible i mean they, those district elections are next year which isn't that long away we're halfway through the year now then you've got remember after that you've got legco elections mm -hmm. again well that's and the knock-on of course yes that's the knock-on they are absolutely petrified i mean why do you think alice mack charming lady that she is. How did is. we find out about this, Steve? <laughs> because you do. Because now you can't keep this stuff quiet anymore. We now find out that Alice Mack launched at a meeting of pro-government, get that word, pro-government, pro-government legislators, launched a five-minute tirade using foul language against Carrie Lamb. They feel betrayed by her. They feel let down by her. They think her incompetence is the reason that they're going to as they, it's not about her, as it's they about say them again, that, isn't that, it? That lovely Cantonese expression, they're going to have to eat the dead cat. So they're going to have to eat the dead cat for her. You know, it's, it's absolutely getting to a stage where uh, she never really had any friends, but she's now got a very, very formidable list of enemies who are all called her supporters. You know, when your own supporters can't stand to be in the same room with you, are virulently angry with you about the way that you've dumped them in the brown stuff. People are, in their side of the picture, are in very, very difficult circumstances. 
they've been told by the liaison office that they've got to carry on supporting Carrie Lamb and the liaison office is going, oh, yeah, but, you know, we may change that instruction tomorrow. Yeah. So they don't really know what's happening. And then you've got, just in case anybody forgot, do you remember those halcyon days when we said, you know, nobody could be worse than CY Learn. Do you remember that? People used to say that. And then Carrie Lamb came along. But CY, who's been notably quiet, and that, that has been pleasant on many, many fronts, notably quiet, suddenly pops up, on, on Faceache or Facebook, whatever it's called, and says, oh, well, now, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing, now, I'll tell you how we're going to do this. We're going to get the foreign chambers of commerce to go around the world explaining the situation in Hong Kong so that foreigners, in brackets, who are the cause of this problem, foreigners, he's got this obsession that Hong Kong people are so inadequate, so useless. The only way they would come on the streets is if foreigners put them there. The only way they would oppose the bill is if foreigners influenced them to oppose it. So his big solution, which has gone down like the proverbial cat sick, is that all the foreign chambers of commerce here should get around the world and say, everything's fine in Hong Kong, didn't you know it? That's going to happen. That's going to happen, isn't it? Let's go to an email from Marge, who says, Dear Morning Brew, we have previously seen some interesting laws used for suppressing civil disobedience. Who will be held responsible for inciting others to incite others to commit a nuisance or even a riot? Perhaps this is a case Carrie has to answer, says Marge. Well, she's talking about the, the leaders of Occupy uh, who are now in jail serving very long um, uh, very long jail sentences on the basis of these charges which were very very severe I mean caused intakes of breath in the legal community when they when they saw the charge sheet you know inciting others to incite others that's she's quoting exactly what happened in these charges so this is what I'm saying remember this happened five years after the end of Occupy, uh. when the government in it was preening itself in believing that it had won and that people had been so cowed that they could do what they like, bring any charge they like. People go, oh, that's all right. Well, that's over. That, that boat. Radio 3. Standing with Steve Vines, we've got a few things to read out. Thank you for getting in touch. I haven't got a clue what you wrote because Steve's in charge of this. But let me quickly go to <laughs> yeah. our Facebook page, Morning Brew. It's easy to write something up there. Douglas just says, does Steve think the whole DQ efforts will subside or increase in the run-up to the DC elections and then the LegCo elections from Douglas? Yeah, well, Douglas is talking about uh, DQ as, as in disqualification. Yeah. And, I mean, here you go. Here's yet another of the lies was that the Electoral Commission, which is supposed to be independent, was acting independently. It's about as independent as the poodle on the chain. I mean, you know, don't let's even give that ridiculous assumption any airtime. But the question he asks is, will they carry on doing this? Will they carry on picking out people who, who are likely to be elected and disqualifying them? The answer is hard to say. Don't they have to do something on the face of it well, no, 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 no. That's, the, that's the... the whole point. They don't. They mm. don't. I mean, the, 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 the justification mm -hmm. the justification that was given in the cases of the people who was dis disqualified was, oh, well, we've read articles you wrote five years ago, and on oh, the basis of that, um, we're, 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 we're very upset, and you've got to go. So, I mean, will that carry on? I, I think well, it may well carry on. I mean, that, that was a very effective way of screening out people standing for election. <clears throat> but, you know, is the system now as arrogant 
and as thoughtless of what people think when they hear these things as as they once were. So I think the answer is we'll have to wait and see on that one. But it is highly likely that they'll try it again because it did work last time. But you know, there's lots of things they'll try again. Um, we've we've got here. I mean, just talking about things that that that. Um, were said which were complete and utter holics. Remember the whole line, in case anybody's forgotten this, the whole line of why this extradition bill was urgent was so that this suspected murderer could be rendered for justice to Taiwan. This was the same Taiwan government who said, well, if you pass this bill, we definitely won't render him. We definitely won't make we a request. We don't want to be held responsible we, yes, we for don't your want future. To, we're not going to be <laughs> complicit in this this dirty deal. But, I mean, they're not even saying that anymore. But it is interesting. We, we, we've got um, uh, an email here, no name given, who draws our attention to the um, statement from Malcolm Rifkind, who was the Foreign Secretary in the run-up to the handover, um, who, who's... Um, drawn on the unclassified documents so he says he, he he can he can make them public and one of the crucial things that was said at that time this is in the 1990s is it is government policy to only enter into extradition agreements with governments whose judicial systems penal conditions sorry penal condition whose judicial systems penal conditions human rights standards are of an acceptable are of an acceptable level now as everybody knows that simply cannot possibly apply to to the mainland talking of things that people have uh, sent in there's uh, we have to thank alan for who, who's been brave enough to read china daily <laughs> well done alan not many people have got the stomach for that but anyway well done um and he quotes a, a regular columnist that china daily has tony Kwok who was a deputy commissioner at the ICAC. And Kwok says, throughout the day... I mean, this is the foreign paranoia which I so love. This is him. This is Mr Kwok. He says, throughout the day, we also witnessed some people with loudspeakers acting like military field commanders, giving orders on the deployment of protesters. Most intriguingly, the cameras also captured some foreign faces at the corner of the crowd oh, well, it, who then. could be innocent observers or just as likely... CIA agents. I mean, this is the paranoia <coughs> of the extreme, of the extreme project Beijing camp, who, as I say, they dislike the people of Hong Kong to such an extent that they don't believe that Hong Kong people could possibly be organising themselves. And I must say that sometimes if you tell the big lie often enough, thank you, Joseph Goebbels, for reminding us of that, the head of the Nazi propaganda machine, it does get through, and it comes through in this email from John, who's saying, oh, you know, um, uh, let's hope the lesson that learned by Hong Kong people, especially the young, is not that the only way to stop unwanted policies is through violent protests. Well, that isn't true. I mean, you, I, I, know, I know John means well by sending this, and he's saying, you know, that, that the role of LegCo is to check on the authoritarianism on the government and he says but during um the past two years people feel they have no um recourse but to to resort to violence but the absolute facts of the matter which even the government is now being squeezed by the day to admit is that the overwhelming people who protest have no thought in their hearts or minds of engaging in violent activity I mean, the biggest protests of all, the one last Sunday, the two million people one, 
even even you know mr tony kwok of famed for his appearances in china daily couldn't pretend that that was a violent protest the fact of the matter is there were as there always are in a crowd some hotheads but don't characterize the whole crowd you know if 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 you go to a football match and somebody um describes somebody else uh, as as being you know inferior because of their color it doesn't mean that every single football supporter in the stadium harbors those same racist views mm. it's the same thing here because a few hotheads took it into their heads that a good idea would be to throw a brick or two that doesn't characterize the protest it characterizes a tiny little fringe of it yeah, to your thing very quickly about the lion, if you say it often enough, blah bloody blah blah there was a post from China Daily the other day and it said parents in Hong Kong's special administrative region took to the streets on Sunday to urge US politicians to not interfere <laughs> in the SAR's extradition amendments and its internal affairs. And actually, that's very clever, purely <laughs> <Yeah>. speaking, technically <laughs> speaking. Well, it's, it's that famous demonstration um, that took place in the 1960s in, in, in the United States where someone brought along a banner saying the majority of people do not agree with the with the purposes of this demonstration yeah <laughs> but talking of i mean j j just incidentally while they can't help themselves with porkies they really can't <laughs> so we have john lee saying the other day ah yes this business about police tactical unit um officers appearing at demonstrations without any numbers on their um on their uniforms so that if there is any argy-bargy they can be identified he says ah oh, well now he says there's a simple explanation for this are you ready mm. there's no space on their uniform for a number oh, that's all right, yeah. <laughs> so that's all right then. but i mean it's interesting that even now when lies are demolished by the day and all this nonsense is shown up to be nonsense shown up to be what it is they're still churning it out john lee going I'm, I'm advised by the police no space on the uniforms for the numbers come on come on you know how stupid do you think hong kong people are that they would even for one nanosecond believe that this could possibly be true i have another email here from, go on then i've from, got another one from, being born as you speak from tom who says the two protest uh, marches were were um were tremendous he says but carrie is here to stay the devil knows uh, yeah the one the devil knows etc who should be given the post he says carrie has to change she needs to dump her secretaries and others around her we need someone like margaret Ng to advise her well i happen to know margaret Ng, and i know what she would say there's no point in advising there's no point in advising carrie lee what you need to advise is an elected leader i mean this is the problem it, they're shuffling the cards on the deck of the titanic you know there's no point in Carrie Lam, indeed, if this is what's going to happen, but it's highly unlikely that it will, you know, in getting rid of John Lee, the security chief, or the even more hapless secretary for justice, Theresa Cheng. No point in that whatsoever. The point is to create a system under which these people are genuinely accountable to the electorate. Until that happens, but it, <laughs> you, you get the same bunch of morons as, as, as you've had before. Have a quick look at that whilst I say once more for the next few minutes. Steve's here. It's Morning Brew at rthk.hk or go and find our Morning Brew Facebook page. I'm getting a few of these China Daily articles sent to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. But I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> the point's yeah. been made. Yeah. Thank and you. It, and, and it's what it is on the tin. It's There's an the email, here, email here from yeah, Drake. Drake. He, he says, um, 
quote um, Drake's quoting uh, Carrie Lam on Tuesday saying re re regressively the government could not handle the Taiwan murder case uh, with the earlier proposal <coughs> and he points out that you know a quarter of Hong Kong's population took to the streets to oppose this bill that's everybody barristers legal scholars everybody else knew this um, how come um, Carrie didn't. Carrie Lam's arrogant response, remorseful and humbly taking citizens' views. Last time she listened to a citizen's view, I was on the moon. I was did, on the moon, and I'd gone there on Tuesday. I That's the last time that. she did that. So but, this thing about Hong Kong people not understanding. I mean, oh, I, this was here this, we go again. Yeah, they're, they're forever being told that some of the brightest minds in the world have been rather unhappy recently, and yet they do well, not understand I mean, this. <laughs> Actually, I was talking to Margaret on, 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 on The Pulse last week, yeah. and um, she's very mild-mannered, as people who know she is. She's, she's a, 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 a barrister. Uh, and she said, you know, what really upsets me, among other things that really upset me, is the idea that people in the legal profession don't understand the law. That's only understood in government circles.